explores the functionality and durability of the iconic cowboy boot, which is ideal for working cowboys and rodeo athletes. For the next generation gift this holiday, Ariat at Boot Barn. Unwrap the West. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents... Doug. Where's the money, Karen? I'm sorry, the money? The money is saved by having Liberty Mutual customize your home insurance, so you only pay for what you need. <laughs> that money I used it to add to my collection of clown paintings. <laughs> Take a look! Ah! I mean, ah! Amazing! Wow. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Police in Virginia have kicked off a pandemic toy drive. WTKR-TV's Julio Avila has the details. We're looking forward to getting out there and filling up as many police cars as we can. Filling as many cars for the Suffolk Police Department's Stuff the Police Car campaign to help needy children this holiday season. You know, we thought about it during 2020, but is it the right thing to do. But as Major James Bowie says, COVID is why they're doing it. There's a lot of families that are struggling right now, and they, they, you know, they've lost their job, or they've been laid off, and the Toys for Tots program and the Salvation Army is just so much more important this year. The head of a Dutch restitutions committee quit today after a report found some of its work and conclusions favored Nazi aggression and museums and not victims of the Holocaust, many of whom had their possessions stolen or taken away by Hitler's forces. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I think for older people, I think they really need to understand that this product will give you the energy that you need to sustain throughout a day. Right now, I, uh, I just can't hardly make it through the day if I don't start my day. I'm taking three of each every day. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a flag waver for the product. I believe in it. I know it's helping me. I feel uh, I'm more uh, satisfied that I've got my energy level for the day. And, you know, for the last two weeks, I've been working over at my mom's house to get it ready to sell. It's just unbelievable. I guarantee you, if you saw me compared to the rest of the guys that are 74, yeah. You think them boys is ready for the uh, uh, couch. And I'm, I'm going strong all day long and have been for quite some time now. Balance of Nature is now offering 35% off on any new preferred order. Go to balanceofnature.com today and use discount code FRUITS. At Century National Bank, we believe strong communities are built with local volunteers, donations, and leadership. Last year, we supported 301 local organizations and donated more than $393,000 to our local communities. Our bankers care about helping our entire community thrive and prosper. Century National Bank is committed to investing money locally and doing everything in our power to support the people and groups in our neighborhoods. Century National Bank, Division of the Park National Bank, member FDIC, CenturyNationalBank.com. Hi, it's Randy and Boots from the Auto Smarts Radio Network. And why should you listen to our show on this station? Well, Boots is a man of many talents and has knowledge you won't believe. Just listen. Hey, Boots, what's your favorite thing to talk about? Cars. Rick Ocasek was the lead singer of what band? About cars. What was Gary Newman's biggest selling song? Cars. Who was the all-time leading scorer in Notre Dame basketball history? Car. That's right, Austin Car. Anything you'd like to add? Cars, cars, cars. 57 Chevy. Cars. That's Auto Smarts. Friday afternoons at 106 cars. on 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. That's a 57 Chevy. Cars, cars, cars. Need to do something amazing for that special person in your life? How about a romantic getaway? 
think hot tub, champagne, chocolate, and a luxurious cabin in the hills of West Virginia, and you've got the perfect weekend getaway for two. Now that's romantic. What's even better? At Hemlock Haven Luxury Cabins, you can do it for just $2.99 weekdays and $3.99 on weekends. Romantic nights with champagne, chocolate, and your own private hot tub at Hemlock Haven Luxury Cabins. Go to hemlockhavenwv.com. That's hemlockhavenwv.com. Local folks have been coming to White's Mill for generations, and chances are it's where your great-grandparents had their corn ground into meal or feed. Today, White's Mill has been renovated into the most unique retail space around. You'll find everything from local grown pottery, Native American jewelry and leather goods, to grown supplies, pet supplies, and all your bird feeding needs. White's Mill, because great service never gets old. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and, better yet, 1.5 miles after the Richland Avenue roundabout on 682. Have you heard of Project Rise? Are you a parent in Athens, Meigs, Perry, or Vinton counties? We provide internships, job shadowing, work study, transition planning, and graduation coaching. All students and parents have free access to these resources. For more information, please find us on Facebook at AMESC Project Rise. There are numerous free events and resources that you need to know about. Act now. Project Rise will help you with your future after high school. Follow us on Facebook at AMESC Project Rise. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. Well, kind of gloomy out there and um, 32 degrees right now, headed up to a high of, wow, 36. Today, a free-for-all edition of the party line. And of course, if you'd like to join us in any topic, feel free to call us. Our number is 740-592-6646. Scott's here, I'm here. Good morning, folks. Welcome. It is uh, December 7th, and uh, if you think back historically, I, you don't have to think too hard why um, what our highlight in history might be today. It was that on this date in 1941, the Empire of Japan launched an air raid on the U.S. naval base at Pearl Harbor in Hawaii, as well as targets in other places. Um, and I, as a result of that, that uh, I think it was within 24 hours, the United States declared war against Japan. Well, here it says the, the very next day. Those of you that have followed my show over the years, uh, you're aware that I worked at Camp Smith, which overlooks Pearl Harbor. Camp Smith was a Marine Corps camp, but it was the home to the Commander-in-Chief Pacific, a joint command. I was Army, and uh, but all the branches worked there, selected people. 
my boss at the time was uh, John S. McCain, Admiral, who be who was the father of our recent senator who passed from Arizona, John McCain. All right, so that's our highlight in history. We should remember it annually. I don't know. You have some music coming up to uh, touch on that today? Yeah. Whoops, let me turn your mic off. I apologize. That's all right. Good morning. Good morning. That's okay. Uh, yeah, I was going to do uh, some things of that nature to uh, commemorate and honor those that were lost on that fateful day, December 7, 1941, and uh, the FDR, of course, memorable speech beginning this uh, this is a day that will live in infamy too so yes uh, I've already mentioned that this morning on the morning show about that uh, having lived in Hawaii for about three years I guess it was three years anyway um, you know one of the things that people over there sort of joke about is that they have more family and friends come to visit than anywhere else you can be. <laughs> you know, everybody wants to vacation in Hawaii at some point. Yeah. And so um, some people I've actually known to be to complain about it. Oh, golly, I've got a cousin coming in next week. I'm so tired of showing relatives around. <laughs> but... Um, uh, that never was the case for me. I thoroughly enjoyed showing people the islands. And, um, of course, Pearl Harbor is one of those places that you go uh, when you're in the, in the islands to see, um, well, the Arizona Memorial and so on and so forth. Name, the name of the ship that is still submerged. And there's a... Um, well, anyway, folks, I guess you know about yeah. Pearl Harbor. It's still leaking oil, mm-hmm. as a matter of fact, too. That uh, The branches there, the people that live in that area, I believe they call them Black Tears, mm-hmm. that the oil still surfaces, you know, 70 years later. That's That is just amazing to me. And if you're not familiar, uh, and I'm not being critical of you if you aren't, but uh, you can go to any internet website or anything and search Pearl Harbor attack, and the pictures that will come up are very graphic. I think some of them are even videos. And, um, yeah, it was an amazing thing. Yeah amazing yeah i've read a lot of uh, information about that too uh i guess it's 79 years ago now but uh you know about what happened before who knew about it Mm -hmm. uh did the ambassador from japan know about it in washington didn't say anything of course the surprise attack there were messages conveyed uh early warnings much of that was dismissed, and uh, a lot of the people there on the islands that particular day thought it was a training exercise. But, uh, you know, a lot of uh, folks talk, tried to talk about the upside of that, too, that uh, the 
Empire of Japan Navy and battleships could have wiped out much more, but they chose to do it on a Sunday morning when most uh, people were not on the ships. Uh, they missed the fuel tanks in the area there on the islands that could have wiped out uh, uh, basically the Pacific Fleet. Uh, they would have been without fuel. They missed those. Uh, so I think it was, uh, I believe, one of the admirals speaking about that, trying to rally the country to say, you know, they didn't do this and they didn't do that. So it's time to fight back. And we did. Well, let's see here. Um, birthdays. Um, boom, 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 boom. Ellen Burstein, actress, 88. Carol Simpson, uh, broadcast journalist, she's 80. Johnny Bench, 73. I saw a picture of him, a recent picture, and I had a little trouble recognizing him. It's funny how as we age, we change oh, yeah. in appearance. He's raising uh, a couple young boys, two from a previous marriage, and he's uh, he's a stay-at-home dad and mom to the boys, and he just loves it, too. does a couple commercials, too, one for the Blue Emu pain reliever. He's a great guy. Yeah. Uh, another Hall of Famer, this time basketball, Larry Bird, 64. This is a name I don't remember. Former Tonight Show announcer Ed Hall. Oh, yes. He's 62. Yeah. I don't remember that person. Well, I want to say he was on Lano, Jay Leno's show. Leno, Leno. Okay. Leno. Well, they said The Tonight Show, though. Yeah, he was, uh, let's see, he replaced Ed McMahon after Johnny, Car- or, uh, after Johnny Carson's retirement. Okay. Well, I just don't remember it. Um, let's see here. Let's go on. Um, who was the next to it? Was it Letterman or Jay Leno after Carson? I thought it was Leonard. Uh, yeah, it was. That's right. Letterman. Yeah. Leno. Jay Leno. Jay Leno. Yeah. Wait a minute. Let me get my head on right. Letterman went to CBS. That's right. That's right. Okay. That's right. Um, let's see, for additional birthdays. Terrell, uh, Terrell Owens from NFL, 47. Uh, bum, 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 bum. Youngest person listed today uh, is a singer, Aaron Carter, 33. The um, today is uh, as we've already mentioned. Uh, you know, under the National Day calendar, it is National Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day. Quite obvious. However, it's also National Cotton Candy Day and National Illinois Day. Um. 
For some reason or other, I do remember as a very young child going to the state fair and my dad would buy me some cotton candy. But I do not remember it as well as uh, some other things. It just seemed to disappear too quickly. Hmm. Like food items, you mean? Yeah. Like an elephant ear? Things or? that I particularly liked at the fair. Yeah. Those but. elephant ears are... Mm. Let's see, other things on this day in history. Um, I don't know how to say this name exactly. This He, he was an inventor, Leo Bekeland. Bakeland, B-A-E-K-E-L-A-N-D. Regardless of how you pronounce it, he is credited with discovering plastic. Hmm. Bakeland? Now, Bakelite, which is a brand of plastic, uh, resembles his last name. Bakeland. Bakeland. Yeah. Okay, I'll go with that. Yeah, whichever. Think of that. 1909 we're talking about. 1965, Pope Paul the uh, Sixth and um, Orthodox Patriarch Athenagoras the First simultaneously lift mutual excommunications that led to split of two churches back in 1054. But it was fixed up in 1965. 1988, the PLO delegation led by Yasser Arafat proclaims the state of Palestine, recognizing the existence of the state of Israel for the first time. That same year, we had a terrible earthquake in Armenia. It's interesting how they say it killed between 25 and 55, I'm sorry, between 25 and 50,000 people. What's amazing to me is that they couldn't get an accurate count. It also resulted in a half a million people being homeless. Pretty remarkable. Yeah. Okay. Well, some famous birthdays to mention. You and I talked about Johnny Bench, but did we do it on the air? Yeah, we just did. did. Okay. Talked about him being a single dad. Yeah, 73 years old today. Yeah. Larry Bird, 64 years of age. Now, uh, here's a nice-looking lady, a picture. It's her 88th birthday. Ellen Burstyn, B-U-R-S-T-Y-N. She is... vaguely familiar to me. Yeah, she's an actress best known for her, uh, her portrayal of complicated women in dramas. Well, it doesn't sound like a show I would watch. Um, uh, let's see. What was she in? Requiem for a Dream, The Exorcist. Oh, Exorcist. Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore. 
Yeah, okay, there's a couple I know there. Yep. Okay, now here's one some years back. Gian, G-I-A-N, Lorenzo Bernini. Born on this date in 1598, died in 1680. Gian Lorenzo Bernini was an Italian sculptor and architect. While a major figure in the world of architecture, he was more prominently the leading sculptor of his age, credited with creating the Baroque style of sculpture. You know, I have often thought, well, that's not true. But once in a while, it has occurred to me that if I had ever chosen a different career, And you would say, well, what career did you decide on? It would have been showbiz. I say it like that because my work in theater and um, a tiny bit in cinema, a lot of music, and then out of all of that, I fell into broadcasting. But uh, if I had chosen another career, what might it have been that I would have liked to have done I think it would be architecture I love designing things and I've had a couple opportunities to do so um, an addition on my home um, little home out uh, on the edge of town here also by our towers um, I really like that sort of thing now why did I bring that up about our sculpture uh, uh, the sculptor oh, yes okay. Bernini he is um, had some lot of sculptures here in st. Peter's Square and the Fuimi Fountain st. Peter's Basilica just to name a few. Now, famous deaths. We have two to show you, or two to mention today. Uh, the one going the farthest back is, um, let's see, he was born in 106 B.C., died in 43 B.C. Cicero. And the picture here is appears to be that of a statue. Marcus Tullius Cicero was a Roman statesman, lawyer, scholar, and academic skeptic. Skeptic? Yeah. That's, I guess, what they were called back in the day. He played an important role in the politics of the late Roman Republic and upheld Republican principles during the crises that led to the establishment of the Roman Empire. Okay. Now, the other birthday, or I'm sorry, death date that we're... Uh, mentioning for today is that of William Bly. Now, um, he was born in 1754, but died on this date in 1817. Now, haven't we seen movies about a um, Admiral or Captain Bly that were kind of like he was a bad guy? I think so. I seem to remember some of those. He was an officer of the Royal Navy and Colonial Administrator, Vice Admiral William Bly. The mutiny on the bounty yeah. occurred 
during his command of the HMS Bounty in 1789, after being set to drift in bounties launched by the mutineers. Well, Bly, that just rang a bell for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, it seems to be that's who he was. Yeah, Bly and his loyal men all reached Timor alive after a journey of 3,618 nautical miles. Folks, we have a number of documents um, that I've brought in or pieces of information to share with you. Uh, I will do the uh, COVID update. Um, I have Saturdays and Sundays figures. Um, So, let's take Athens. In Athens, on Saturday, we added 2,301 cases. That was an increase of 45. On Sunday, the number became 2,334, an increase of 33. Uh, As of yesterday, we have 590 active cases. So when we say we had 2,334 cases, that is since the thing all began in our county, which was on March 12th. But many of those people have recovered. In fact, the recovery date is a recovery, not date, but the number is, as of yesterday, 1,740. But of the ones that are active right now, and that's 590, 94 of them are in the hospital. The other 496 are recovering at home. Uh, I have someone in my neighborhood, and uh, he was diagnosed a week and a half ago. And uh, as I understand it, just uh, really sleepy and doesn't feel real good, um, but is doing everything at home. His wife does have nurse training, so she's taking good care of him. But, of course, she's at risk now. Anyway, um, I have my fingers crossed for everybody, and especially neighbors. Not especially. You know what I mean. I'm saying more words than I ought. Particularly neighbors. Yeah. Um, Now, let's talk about the state of Ohio's figures. And uh, a number of people are very concerned about Ohio's figures, as they should be. So on Saturday, we had 10,469 new cases. Yesterday, five, I'm sorry, 7,592. So on Saturday, we had uh, hit a total of 467,432. You had 7,500 to it, and we came out on um, yesterday was 475,024. Now, once again, about a third of that number are active cases. That is to say that 
two-thirds have recovered. So, um, as of yesterday, 153,519 were active cases. Of that number, 4,903 were in intensive care. 24,330 people were not in intensive care, but they were in the hospital. Now, there has been thus far 6,959 deaths of Ohioans. There are 117,327 people recovering at home what they would call active cases, but recovering at home. This stat hasn't changed too much for a while, but I haven't mentioned it for a while, but 46% of the cases are male. 53% are female. And the median age is 42 So, uh, once again, uh, the two primary figures, 475,000 have had it thus far. 321,505 are cured. That's the state. Okay. United States, our nation. As of 2 p.m. yesterday, 15,099,174 cases. That is basically 4.5% of our nation's population. By the way, in the case of Ohio, the number of cases represent 4% of our state population. And here in Athens, 3.3%. Anyway, back to the national figures. 288,589 deaths. Active cases right now, 39.6%. Recovered, 58.49%. But nationwide, just yesterday, 171,089 new cases. And then finally, as we often go on to say, the world. As of yesterday, 67,268,191 cases. Um, as of yesterday, just yesterday, 522, 
1,141 new cases. So a half a mil new just yesterday. Deaths. A million five hundred and forty thousand one hundred and forty six have died in the world since this whole thing began, which was November sixth of twenty. No, 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 not true. Eleven nineteen of nineteen. So November nineteenth of twenty nineteen when the first case popped up in the world. Um, now, uh, again, the positive figure, and we, we hear so many negative fig figures, uh, the positive figure is of the 67 million that have caught it, 46.5 million have Recovered. That's uh, 69.13%. All right. Well, I, I, I don't know if you folks get tired of my report. Um, I hope not. That's a note there that yeah. I received this morning. You know, speaking of the COVID numbers, there, I thought if you wanted to use that, yeah, to, I'm about uh, to, yeah. So um, we've had several of these during the course of the last few months. In fact, more than several. But another one is scheduled, and that is for a drive-through uh, test, um, which is going to be held tomorrow. Um, it's going to be from noon to four. It'll be held at our Athens County Fairgrounds. And as you know, the health department is located right adjacent to it. Who is it designed to help? Well, really, um, any age. Um, from two on. Now, in the case of children from two to 17 years of age, there must be a guardian present. One other interesting point, this is not limited to just Athens County residents. If someone hears about this and wishes to take part, and they're living in one of our neighboring counties or Philadelphia. <laughs> I guess they can come on over and get a test. <laughs> yep. The event is free. Or new Philadelphia. Yeah, sure. Either or. Uh, the event is free. You don't need to bring anything. Um... It says to enter the express lane, you will need to bring your paper all paperwork already filled out. Um, but they don't exactly say where to acquire the paperwork. 
So, I think I would call the county health department to ask them. And it may be something that is uh, just available on a link on their website. Download it, pre-fill it out, and then you get in the express link. And, of course, masks are required. And please, no smoking while waiting. So we'll be pushing this hard throughout today and, for that matter, tomorrow morning. Yes. Um, I came across a report that I thought was kind of interesting. Um, and it's basically the most sinful cities in America. So I instantly thought to myself, okay, well, what, what do I think the most sinful city is? And I, so I decided real quickly, Las Vegas, right? Okay. That is the nickname of Vegas. That would be correct. It does come in as number one. Now, here's all the different things they looked at when they did this study. Angered and hatred ranking, jealousy ranking, excesses and vices rank, greed rank, lust rank, vanity rank, and laziness. And they had 37 some key uh, indicators that they they used in building this. So let's just uh, get into this a little bit. So number one was Las Vegas. It, for some reason or other, we didn't have too much trouble guessing that. I do like Las Vegas a, a great deal personally. Number two. Scott, where would that be? Um, I, I don't know. Los, Los, San Francisco, Los, Los Angeles. Okay. Number three, St. Louis. Number four, Houston. Number five, Atlanta. Number six, Philadelphia. Coming in seventh. I'm sorry, coming in 8th, um, Denver, ninth, Washington, D.C., 10th, New York City, and 11th, Cleveland. Okay, um, let's uh, just... Uh, da, 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 da. Okay, my wife used to live in Baltimore. It comes in 17th. Charleston, West Virginia, not too far away, comes in 23rd. Cincinnati comes in 34th. By the way, are you, you 
let me just give you an idea here that this goes up to let me get my pages to articulate 182 cities but Cincinnati comes in 34th Columbus 50th I thought this was interesting. Right ahead of Columbus is Reno, Nevada. Hmm. Okay, let's keep moving here. I don't want to stretch this out too much. 79th is Akron. 82nd is Toledo. Okay, now, remember this uh, 182 cities. Coming in at 134th is Cheyenne, Wyoming. And you know how I love to tease it. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, coming in, um, let's see here, where did I just saw it a moment ago? 141st, Casper, Wyoming. But the one that caught my eye was, here we go, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Um, and we lived there for two years. Loved it. Um, it comes in 151st. Las Cruces, New Mexico, where we have a, uh, a handful of listeners that using um, the internet, listen to our stations all the time. Mm-hmm, yep. Comes in 152nd. Honolulu, 154th. Turn the page. Irvine, California, where my wife is right now. 162nd. And out of 182 cities, which one is the absolutely least um, sinful? Pearl City, Hawaii, which is the community all around Pearl Harbor. Okay, most, uh, how about uh, most crimes, most violent crimes per capita? Uh, Irvine has the fewest, and Detroit has the most. Thefts, people stealing stuff per capita. Port St. Port Lucie of Florida is the least. Springfield, Missouri, the most. Huh. Odd. Excessive drinking. I find this interesting. Huntington and Charleston come in last. Hmm. That is interesting. Uh, the worst, Madison, Wisconsin, followed by our nation's capital. Lowest charitable donations. 
Um, well, this would be something I'd be ashamed of. But anyway, Providence, Rhode Island. Warwick, Rhode Island, Buffalo, New York, Sacramento, California, Philadelphia, and Boston. Those are the the cities with the least uh, generosity, I guess you might say. And those with the best, Memphis, Atlanta, Oklahoma City, Nashville, Jacksonville, Florida, and San Jose. Well, that's enough of that one. We'll put that one away. Um, I think we'll do the Art Turf show. I have some other things I could share with you, but we're running low on time. We have about 12 minutes left today. I was sent a... What's that? Uh, what's that Christmas poem? Twas the night before Christmas, and all through the house, not a creature was stalling, uh, stirring, stirring, not even a mouse. Yeah, right? that's it. I was Christmas sent poem. a. I was sent a um, current version of that, <laughs> and I'll share it with you after Coach Art Turf. So, having said that. Let's do it. Now, is all my knobs right? I think they are. So, do it. I-N-E-P-T-E-M-F-T. Two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Oysters, oysters. Raw, raw, raw. Talking with Coach Art Turf, the head football coach, athletic director here at Inept Tech. And, Coach, we recently discussed your conference I know the season is getting ready to get underway this week, and let's talk about your schedule. What type of schedule do you have for us this year? Well, we do have a fine schedule lined up. We're going to be playing a bunch of fine opponents, going to be playing a bunch of fine ball games this year, and all the fans can look forward to some fine conference ball games. Those are folks that we're going to be playing what's in the conference, and every ball game we play in the conference counts toward the conference championship, and I am predicting that we are going to be in the thick of the fight for the conference championship this year. And of course, all the ball games that we play that's non-conference games, those are folks that aren't in the conference, and they're going to be just as exciting and fine ball games for the fans to watch. Well, let's run down that schedule uh, for our fans, Coach. What do we got coming up? We're going to open up this week against South Oklahoma State, uh, SOS. You know, that program, I understand, needs quite a bit of help. And uh, we purposely put them at the uh, first of our schedule because we figured we was going to soft soap them and this was going to be an easy victory for us. And then we follow up by Indiana Orthopedic University, IOU. You know, they owe us a victory. They, they stomped us pretty good and, and uh, broke us up quite a bit last year. So they owe us a victory. So we figured that going into the first half, home ball game of the season that we're going to be two and zero and we'll look at the rest of the inept schedule with coach Art turf in just a moment and uh our turf brought to you as a entertainment function <laughs> i guess you could figure that out from matthew's insurance we're discussing the inept tech schedule for this season with coach Art turf and coach you 
gotten us through the first couple of ball games on the schedule. What do you have on farther down the line? Well, we're opening up on the road with two road ball games and come back the third week with the home opener and the first conference ball game of the year against Cinema State. And, you know, we're not going to have any trouble at all beating them folks because uh, there ain't no shortage of game fans whenever we play them. So we're going to be well prepared when we get into our home opener against Cinema State. And then we come back with another home ball game the next week against Rock Slide Vermont Polytechnic. And, boy, how do that's really a mouthful. So we just try and kind of shorten that to RSVP. And we're figuring that they could be the answer to our struggling program. And it looks like we're going to come up with our fourth consecutive straight victory in a row, open up the season 4-0 before we take on another road game the following week. We're going to be playing Seashore State. And there's not a whole lot we know about these folks right now. It seems like they're kind of a fishy opponent. But uh, we're looking forward to playing them boys and then coming back on to another conference ball game at home. Double Dakota Tech, and boy, they're always tough, and uh, we're looking forward to playing them because uh, DBT is still working the bugs out of their program. Sounds like a very tough schedule in front of you. How are you going to close out, man? Well, we're going to close with the last four ball games on the schedule, but you know, we're going to be playing them ball games same way we play all the rest of our ball games, and that is one ball game at a time. interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Annapolis, the coaching legend in his own line, the one and only Coach Art Turf. Okay. Um. <laughs> okay, so. What can you do, but laugh? Yeah. DDT, double to go to tech. Let's see here. There's probably, we probably ought to um, mention a few of our sports uh, outcomes this weekend. Um, the, the one that was so remarkable to me was Ohio's men's basketball program. Um. The final score Saturday was what? 101 to 46. Think of that, folks. They scored 40 points in a row. Ohio scored 40 points in a row before the other team got some additional points. To open the second half, yes. Yeah. That's amazing. That that is amazing. Division, and it is a record. Yeah, Division One NCAA record. And the previous record stood for what three years or something? Uh something like that. Yeah. yeah. I think the first half record still holds. But uh Ohio owns the second half record now. Incredible. Yep. Yeah. What about anything else? Uh, football against Buffalo was canceled um, Saturday, this past Saturday, because of uh, uh, COVID issues within the Ohio program and, and uh, tracing contact issues. They're trying to find out where it came from, obviously, when they use that phrase. Uh, they're scheduled to play at Kent State this Saturday at noon. Uh, don't know if that's going to happen. Kent State and Miami were canceled this past Saturday, too. 
Now, I don't know whether it was in the Kent program or the Red Hawks program where the COVID issues were or, or are, I guess. But, uh, you know, with Ohio's situation, that one could very well be canceled, uh, too. Uh, the Buckeyes of Ohio State, they rolled this past weekend as they uh, they pounded Michigan State. Uh, the final score there was uh, 52-12. to Now the game coming up this weekend is the big one with the team up north, as Woody Hayes used to refer to the University of the team up north as. Ann Arbor. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, well, what did he say? Other, he always it was just the team up north. Yeah. I see what you mean. The yeah. team up north. Yep. And as you know from living in Worthington, all the M's will be crossed out or blocked for the week for street names, uh, whatever else it could be. Yeah, they didn't do that when I was growing oh, up. Oh, they didn't? No. Oh. That came along later. Yeah. But there were certainly many other things. Street signs, people get out and they put, you know, duct tape over the M. Mm-hmm. If there's a street that begins with the letter M, they just exit out. Wide it out until after Michigan week. But uh, that game is scheduled for noon uh, this coming Saturday. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? Ohio State basketball. They were winners. They play at Notre Dame tomorrow night. Uh, the Bengals go down to defeat 19-7. to The Joe Burrow-less Bengals. Uh, they're 2-9-1. They're on track for a number one pick again this year. And the Cleveland Browns held on after having a 21-point lead evaporate and got pretty close at the end there too so uh high well, school basketball in full swing i two. need to uh, get this one thing in okay. here and i'm worried that it's hard to judge how long this will read okay folks so please remember that uh, you know it was the night before christmas and all through the house that that's what this was meant to be three "'Twas three weeks before Christmas and all through the town. People wore masks that covered their frown. The frown had begun way back in the spring when a global pandemic changed everything. They called it corona, but unlike the beer, it didn't bring good times, it didn't bring cheer. Contagious and deadly, the virus spread fast, like a wildfire that starts when fueled by gas. Airplanes were grounded, travel was banned, borders were crossed across air, sea, and land. I'm sorry, borders were closed across air, sea, and land. As as the world entered lockdown, to flatten the curve, the economy halted and folks lost their verve. From March to July, we rode the first wave. People stayed home. They tried to behave. When summer emerged, the lockdown was lifted. But away from caution, many folks drifted. Now it's December and cases are spiking. Wave two has arrived, much to our disliking. Frontline workers, doctors and nurses, tried to save people from riding in hearses. The virus is awful, the COVID-19. There isn't a cure, though we have hope with the vaccine. It's true that this year has had sadness aplenty. We'll never forget the year 2020. And just around the corner, the holiday season, 
But why be merry? Is there even one reason? To decorate the house and to put up the tree when no one will see it, no, no one but me. But outside my window, the winter now calls, and I think to myself, let's deck the halls. So I gather the ribbon, the garland, and bows. As I play those old carols, my happiness grows. Christmas is not canceled, and neither is hope. If we can lean on each other, I know we can cope. Kind of neat. Yeah, pretty cool. I'm going to send that out to some of my family. Folks, we're about, um, I don't know, 10 or 15 seconds away from um, joining CBS. Uh, we appreciate all of you, and we think a lot, all of you, about you. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. This is CBS News on the Hour, your home for original reporting. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. Californians are paying the price for last week's Thanksgiving dinners. The week before's, more than half the state is back under stay-at-home orders. Correspondent Steve Futterman is in Los Angeles. The lockdown here is in effect, impacting most of the state's 39 million people. Even though the move is designed to help get through this latest surge, not everyone is on the same page, and many are not happy. Everything I own is being taken away from me. Restaurant owners are being especially hard hit. Some barely survived the last lockdown earlier this year. California recorded more than 30,000 new COVID cases just yesterday. Hospitalizations in the state tripled in the last month. Dr. Celine Gounder on President-elect Biden's advisory board says the situation is similar at medical facilities elsewhere. Sadly, hospitals are overrun. I think that is going to get worse, frankly, over the next couple weeks. I am still seeing patients. I know my colleagues are really burned out from being on the front lines fighting this for months, and now they're being asked to see that many more patients. An FDA panel could approve Pfizer's vaccine Thursday. Officials with Operation Warp Speed say once the vaccine is approved, it will head to states within 24 hours. Pfizer says temperature-controlled shippers will keep the vaccine at the required minus 94 degrees Fahrenheit. It will arrive with everything needed to administer the shot, described by the Army's Marion Wicker. We're going to use one of two different size needle and syringe combinations. A federal government IT system will track all vaccine shipments and deliveries. Wendy Gillette, CBS News. The president-elect says he'll nominate California Attorney General Javier Becerra for Health and Human Services Secretary today. CBS's Nicole Killian on his pick for another top health post. Mr. Biden revealed his choice to lead the CDC as well. Dr. Rochelle Walensky, a Harvard Medical School professor and the chief of infectious diseases at Massachusetts General Hospital. It was 79 years ago today. December 7, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. President Franklin Delano Roosevelt on the Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor that plunged the U.S. into World War II. This year's ceremony will be live-streamed because of the pandemic. From Sweden, it survived the animal print dresses, avocado green cabinets, or the IKEA catalog will not survive the online revolution after 70 years of publication. It's going out of print.